I think at times like this, it's just, it is like right now, this is a crazy situation. No one was going to know this was going to happen. And all there is to do is to trust in that there is a plan to this and to take it day by day, especially to remember just little sacrifices are going to have to come your way. Welcome to the University Catholic. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Nacho. I'm Thomas. I'm Monse. And I'm Kylie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Take nice. Back, Kylie. <laughs> um, so this week we are talking about trust and how to have trust, faith, and hope in the Lord. And it's going to be a great topic, I think, especially where we're at right now with life and this whole coronavirus. COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> the jingle's coming out soon. Huh? A jingle? <laughs> Wait, is that really a song? Uh, I was just doing it to the melody of Come On Eileen. Oh, oh, oh. By somebody. I don't know. Something. Um, but oh, yeah. There you go. My, 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 my corona. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my uncle did that the other day. Um, but yeah, trust is, I think, one of the main things we need to focus right now. I feel like as Catholics. Um, but before we get into all that, and I guess the way we're going to segue into is how we're all kind of doing right now. What's our um, mental state, our physical state? And overall, just how we're doing. So, Thomas, you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. Physically, I'm pretty good. Um, my sister's been sick all week, um, but not with the coronavirus. She went to the doctor, and they were like, it's something viral, but you don't have any of the symptoms for corona. And then she was like, without a fever the next two days. And we were like, yay, you're better. And then the next day after that, she had a fever again. And then this morning, she woke up with an ear infection. And I was like, geez, Catherine, get it together. She's like, what are you doing? Um, so that's been frustrating for her and just for our family and stuff. It's just like, geez, it's a lot of a lot of crap going around. Um, but mentally, I have a little bit of cabin fever for sure. Um, and I'm also just, I keep thinking of the things that I like to go do on a daily basis, like go to the gym and go to adoration and stuff like that. And it's just kind of, when are these going to be taken away, you know? It, it feels kind of like it's an inevitable thing. But someday, they're just going to say, hey, stay in your homes. Um, and then I won't be able to do that. So, it's a lot of accommodating for what I like to do while still doing it at home. Uh, for the safety of myself and of others. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, and it's not, I've, I've gotten into Zoom calls. Zoom calls are great. They are great. Um, me and a couple of other people from the Catholic Student Center are hosting night prayer every night. Um, so maybe we'll have Kylie post that uh, like link on our Instagram or something. That'd be nice. Oh yeah, that's cool. I didn't think about that. What about you, yeah. Monse? Um, I'm good. Obviously, it's just a weird feeling because you're like, okay, this is real. Like, I need to take this seriously. Um, but when everything was happening, I was in California with my family that lives over there. And so everything seemed like really far away because not like my day to day basis had been affected. And then I came back um, a week ago. And now it's just like what the heck you know like everything's canceled and i'm sure like every everyone's in the same boat um especially like our generation 
and I guess it's like kind of hard to see like some of my friends that like they don't want to get like their parents might be older or they're living with their grandparents and so they obviously don't want to go out and like possibly like get the coronavirus and then bring it home and yeah it's just a really tough situation um and all of us just have to be understanding but i have a really cute story so my mom the other day she said she was just like cleaning the house and she was like wow i just really wish i had flowers like my mom just loved flowers and we always have flowers in the house um and my dad came home with flowers and he said that um the register person at heb was like you're the second husband to buy flowers for his wife and with everything that's happening which is just so sad, but I mean, you don't really think about it, but I just thought it was the cutest thing. Like my dad amidst everything, like there's a lot of like complications going on with his business and everything. And he like still thought about my mom to get her flowers. I just thought it was so cute, but yeah. What else? I mean, I've just been doing like some really random things to keep me busy. (laughs) Like I cleaned my room and cause my parents made me like move out. I don't know if I'm going to move back in, but I took everything off of my walls because I haven't decorated my room since high school. So right now all my walls are blank because I just wanted a clear space. And it actually made me feel so much better. Mm. So, yeah, it's a great thing to do if you're on (laughs) board. Just redecorate your room. I was was kind of in the same boat with, like, Mm. being in Florida when Mm. the news came. And I agree. It was just so weird. so weird. I was like, yeah, none of this is, like, I'll deal with this when I get home. Yeah. When I got home and everything was, like... Oh my gosh, I'm like in the twilight yeah. zone. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's what it feels like. Yeah. What about you, Nacho? Um, I think the last two weeks have been so insane. At least, I know everyone's been going through crazy stuff, but um, I think my life has just been absolutely insane. Um, as we kind of noted mm-hmm. before, I'm involved with a lot of things at our Catholic Student Association. And so what would have been a week from now, what you guys are listening to, would have been our awakening retreat. And so... It was kind of just really stressful, like that whole week of spring break that was supposed to be a break. And I was like, finally, I get time to rest. And last week, Thomas and Kylie talked about how Nacho finally gets to get rest. But it was a lot of emails, a lot of text messages from like staff and retreatants, like saying, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And at that point, all we had heard was spring break was extended a week for us. And so I'm thinking, okay, spring break's just extended a week. We can come back and still do it. They haven't said anything else. A couple days later, hey, like... School is probably going to get canceled till April 13th to in-person classes. And at that point, we're kind of just very confused, not wondering what's going to happen. The news starts saying, hey, all this stuff is starting to close down. And at that point, we have to pull the retreat. And honestly, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was one of those people that when coronavirus first started coming out that I was like, I have nothing to worry about. A lot of just thinking about myself, just because I'm in a college setting, I live away from home. And so I was thinking, I rarely ever see anyone older than me. So I was thinking, yeah, it's not nothing much to worry about. But being back home, being with my mom and all that, I was like, oh, okay, I need to take this a little bit more seriously. But this whole time, I'm kind of very bitter towards the whole situation because if you've put a lot of work into kind of this retreat, and although you do know it's all for God and you all, it's all for Jesus and you know that in your heart and in your mind, it's still a little bit of like, I can't believe like all this hard work, where is it supposed to go now? And of course, you know where it's supposed to go. But at that moment, I think I was very bitter. And I was driving back on Sunday because I have homework to take care of here that the professor is making me get a book from the library, which is kind of frustrating that I have to drive all the way over here to do that. But um, I was going to drive this past Sunday, and on my way driving, um, there's like three lanes in this highway on I-10, like going through Texas. And as I'm driving, I'm like not even, not about an hour out of El Paso, 
uh, where I grew up. And I'm in the far left lane, and there's a trailer a little bit ahead of me in the middle lane. And on the right lane, there's another trailer about parallel with me. Another one's just a little bit ahead. And the one in the right lane is trying to move over to the middle lane. Um, it has this turn signal. I'm not thinking much of it because I'm all the way in the far left lane, so it's not really going to bother me. Um, but as soon as, I guess, the middle trailer sees that that, car, like that truck is there, um, I'm already kind of just basically right there along with the trailer. So he immediately shifts that a turn signal into my lane. I like veered off the road, went into the middle um, metal like ropes there. And so what happened was my truck completely went head on about like 70 miles per hour. It like spun around and that happened. And it was just crazy because I think throughout the whole time I was telling um, Jordan that like, hey, that, that weird thing that people say in like movies and shows, like everything that's like kind of important to you is like rushing in the, your head like at that moment. It's like, it's not exactly as they say it is, but it's very much I'm there. I'm like, oh my gosh. I just said bye to my mom. I just said bye to this. People expect me to come to San Antonio in a couple of days. Uh, and I'm like panicking, but somehow by the grace of God, I'm here. Um, really minimal damage um, compared to what my truck went through. My truck is like totaled. And so I couldn't, I remember being there in the hospital and, and like, I don't know, just everything was just like crazy. But I remember being there at my house with my parents and I was just there and I was like, and mom was like, are you okay? I was like, I'm just very happy actually. So like happy, I was like, I like, I'm so joyous. I don't even really care about my truck. Like, how good is our gods that I'm here? And I'm like, okay, and I can walk. I can, I'm not like paralyzed. I'm not dead. I was like, that's insane. And so I think that was just huge in trusting the Lord. It was kind of his intense way of saying like, come on, just keep your eyes on me. Everything's good. But yeah, that's how I've been now, as you can tell. I'm back in San Antonio with these people. Um, a little bit sore, but all is well. All is well. And where's Kylie Thomas? Uh, Kylie, um, she's at a funeral right now. Uh, one of her relatives, her cousin, uh, passed away, I believe. Uh, oh man, you guys might correct me on this. In a car accident, also. I'm not sure. I don't think she put the details in our chat. I talked to her about it um, over Facetime at one point. I think that her cousin got in a car accident. Um, because, yeah, that I'm pretty sure that's what it was because um, the same cousin last year got in a car accident and was like thankfully alive and uh, it was like a really uh, I guess crazy time for them but it was it was cool to see her alive but then um, you know just about the same time this year her cousin got in a car accident and passed away um, so that's been hard for her and her family so. Please keep her in your prayers. Um, yeah, so that's that's tough for them, especially during this crazy time. Anyways, yeah. uh, and she also moved back home. Uh, yeah. Her her parents' request. Uh, she lives in George West. Sweeney Switch, George West. She just went to high school there. Oh. It's same same difference. Probably. The same thing. <laughs> if you take San Antonio and you put it over George West, it would probably also cover Sweeney Switch. So. Pretty much the same. Pretty much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're in, I think, very interesting times. Um, most of the people that kind of listen to this podcast are college students. And so they're probably in the same boat as we are, kind of living on a day-to-day, even week-to-week, of what's going to happen next as far as our school-wise, our personal lives, and our family lives. It's kind of just very weird. And I think what people are clinging to the most right now is I was telling them, 
um, before we started recording was I feel like the two things that people are mainly clinging to. Of course, there's some people that are kind of in the middle, really non-biased to the whole situation. But there's a lot of people just clinging to either faith or fear. Um, that's what you see a lot in the news. It's a whole thing of like people hoarding a lot of uh, groceries. So fear, clinging along to that. And you have a lot of people clinging to faith and fear. And there's people just clinging on to solely faith. It's just in a very interesting time. So having said that, um, what is kind of your guys' experience with trust in the Lord? And just trust in general. I think a lot of times with, you know, tough things that I go through, I, it doesn't really register in my mind really quickly. So uh, I always kind of default to trust uh, because I'm not registering the fear that I should be expecting and stuff. Um, so if like a family member passes away or my friend Nacho gets in a car accident, uh, I just kind of... You know, I hear it and I'm like, whoa, that's that's rough. Okay, I'll pray for them or something like that. Yeah. Um, or it's just like, let me know what else I can do. Um, I don't know if that's the most emotionally healthy thing to do, but uh, it does help me to trust easier, I guess. And then, like, with what's going on now, my mom has been, like, watching the news nonstop, basically. Um... And it's just, you know, she, it's not necessarily that she's scared. She's just, like, really likes to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to, you know, kind of keep faithful and, um, I guess, keep trusting so that my family can see me trusting and be like, wow, um, you know, at least, you know, Thomas isn't scared about this. Maybe we shouldn't be either. And it's like, you can... You don't have to fear in order to follow what they're advising us to do, you know? Like, we can still follow, like, the government saying, hey, don't meet in groups more than 10 now, um, and don't shake hands with people, basically, like, all the social distancing stuff. Um, you should still follow that for the safety of others. Um, like, I, you know, the fact that I went to Florida, uh, I... I was on a plane around a lot of people that I don't know where they've been. So I came home and I was like, all right, I'm not really gonna, like, um, it didn't register at first, but like now I'm like, okay, I've definitely been in contact with a lot of things that I don't know if I'm a carrier of this disease anymore, um, which is a scary thing, but you know, it's not, it's not the worst. I just have to be careful and make sure that I'm not coming in contact with people that are high risk for mortality in terms of this disease. Um, it's kind of like the what the catechism says, where you'll follow the law of man and the law of God. Right. It's kind of like obeying to the laws of man, just because it's what's... They're obviously putting that for certain morality reasons, so mm -hmm. right. I guess that's what you're kind of getting at, right? Yeah, you serve God first, and then man second. And, you know, luckily in this time, uh, a lot of people are just concerned about the safety of others uh, so it's a time to practice being selfless and being obedient um, and you know namely like we're talking about practicing trust um, yeah I guess that's my experience with trust what was the question again? Um, so what's kind of your experience with trusting in the Lord Sorry. and just trust in general it can be either be pertaining to right now these kind of times or just in your past mm -hmm. it's up to you yeah, kind of like Thomas was saying, where if something happens where you can either turn to like fear or trust or faith, um, 
I do turn more to faith and like prayers and I think it's more on like that's just how I've been raised because it's like like prayer chains and stuff like that can like start to happen um but yeah I think in my life trust has been it can be sometimes an issue like depending on like maybe if you meet somebody for the first time and you're like "Ah, I don't know if I should trust them right away you know um and like I feel like that happens a lot in college especially because you're meeting all these people and and your parents might like my parents will be like I don't know if you should just 100% always give your heart to people and I always feel like it's worth it but sometimes obviously it can be hard but that was a little sidetrack but um I think one of the biggest things I've experienced trust with is when me and my family we moved over here to the United States um just leaving behind all of our family in Mexico and being the only Tolentinos in the United States and Texas um and my mom the way she describes like that moment of my dad saying that he thinks we should move to Texas was like um you know when Aladdin is on the magic carpet and he like pulls out his hand he's like do you trust me like to Jasmine she says that that's literally how it was um and then they got in the car with the only belongings that fit um and we moved over here we didn't even have like mattresses or anything in our first house here um and it's just crazy because my dad he thought he had enough money to support us here but he didn't realize how expensive it is here Mm -hmm. and so with money that he thought was gonna last months it lasted not even a month and so like obviously panic started coming in and stuff but he is just like constant like reminder to pray and like we were always surrounded by a good like Mexican community um in church and stuff like that and so I really think that plays the biggest role in who I am today is just the constant reminder of okay this might not be going exactly how I planned um but the Lord is putting me here for some reason and I think now my dad can proudly say like he is so glad he went through all of that um when we first moved here because if we were in Mexico it would be so different and it's just it's obviously better here and so yeah he followed what God is telling him to do and he just always puts like his um I don't know the word just like his accomplishments based on God like it's none of it is his own will um and yeah it just came from trust so nice yeah. Yeah, for me, I think it comes from like a young age uh, with my mom, particularly, just because a lot of people, I'm not that stressed out anymore. I'm way like hankered down. A lot of people now say like, I just look very like at ease and at peace with a lot of stuff. But I think if anyone knew me from elementary, middle to like high school, I was, I stressed out so much and it was very unhealthy. Like I literally just did not trust at all in anything. Meet someone for the first time, did not trust them whatsoever. Something was going to happen. I did not trust it whatsoever. That was going to go the way God intended to. I had to micromanage literally everything going up to it. And all I can think about now is just like from a little, from like small age, was my mom just always saying like, hey, just chill out. That's like, that's like her more famous thing. Just grab me from the face, like from both cheeks and say, hey, like, take a breather. Chill out. It's going to be okay. You're going to be good. And then just telling me to go. And she's going to stress out again. Does the exact same thing. And she still does to this day. She's grabbing and she's like, hey, like, relax, chill out. That's exactly what she did all last week throughout everything, like, being canceled. She saw me, like, 
I guess, go back to like the not trusting kind of way. And she just grabs him from both cheeks. She's like, hey, you can only control what you can control and everything else is in his providence. All right, go. And it's like, okay, sounds good. Okay, go. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that's where trust plays a huge role in my life. Because now I'm very much am like more carefree. Like people ask me like, oh, are you going to do this? That, yeah. And I just sort of like wave my hand. I'm just like, eh, it's, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But definitely at a young age, uh, stress is like, was like my best friend. (laughs) But I guess kind of segueing now and going more into like a biblical kind of side. um, What are your guys' favorite times in the Bible or probably the most memorable to you guys about trusting in the Lord? Um, So uh, yesterday was the feast day of St. Joseph. Mm -hmm. And I felt like a very big like tugging on my heart to pray more to St. Joseph recently. And yeah, I didn't know it was his feast day until Nacho texted me and told me. Um, And yeah, so I prayed like with the passage where, I forgot where it is in the Bible, it's not bad. Um, But where he like is deciding to leave Mary like quietly. Um, And then the angel appears to him and tells him like to not, I forgot what he says exactly. If any of y'all know, please shout it out. I wouldn't remember it off the top of my head. Oh, there's Thomas there. Just keep on going. Um, And, yeah, it's just, it's crazy because Joseph didn't know anything until the angel appeared to him. And he didn't necessarily, like, want, he didn't want anything bad um, for Mary. And so that's why he was deciding to leave her quietly because he knew, like, what it could what it could come out to be if he told anybody about what Mary told him. And... I found it, if you want me to read it. Yes. Uh, So this is Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through whenever I stop. Uh, Now this is the birth... Now this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. That was to chapter twenty or verse 25, which was the end of chapter 1. And I just think it's so beautiful because obviously it's the craziest situation, right? Like the women, the woman you are like betrothed to is pregnant and it's not your baby and you have to believe it's from God. Um, and then, yeah, and then he did trust in the angel what he, and the words that he was saying were true. Um, and I think at times like this, it's just... It is, like, right now, this is a crazy situation. No one was going to know this was going to happen. And all there is to do is to trust in that 
there is a plan to this and to take it day by day especially to remember just little sacrifices are going to have to come your way um but just the constant reminder of trust just like saint joseph um so yeah yeah i think there are other like great examples with saint joseph too Mm -hmm. of when you know they go to bethlehem and he's like great you finally made it all right i guess we're staying in a cave that's cool that's tough though um oh well and then he gets a dream and the angel's like hey move to egypt right now and he's like okay and then he just gets up (laughs) in the middle of the night like he doesn't even wait till the morning he just gets up in the middle of the night and says hey mary we have to go we're moving to egypt and she says okay um so it's just like in the, the holy family just is such great examples of trust i think um another great example of trust is in as just like the israelite people uh leaving egypt not necessarily trusting like oh uh we're gonna get out of egypt but once they get out of egypt they're they're in the desert for 40 years 40 years is a long time um like we we look at lent and we're like 40 days oh my gosh that's more than a month um (laughs) but they like they there were people that died in the desert hoping that they would make it to the promised land and there were people born in the desert not knowing their life in Egypt and things like that. Um, And I think that is kind of a testament to when you trust the Lord, you don't always get like the consolation that you would like when you trust someone, uh, especially not immediately, you know? You can trust them and eventually it'll turn out good. Um, Like how once his family... Uh, moved from Mexico to the United States and eventually it turned out okay but I'm sure there were tough times where they just kind of felt like man, do we even make the right decision um, moving out or should we just go back to Mexico um, so I think that's uh, an important lesson to learn from the Israelites is that yes you might have to trust the Lord for a long time but it's going to be for the best and I think like with our with COVID-19 and everything you we first thought like oh we're gonna have to go without uh, in-person school for two weeks or four weeks and then they were like all right forget it the whole semester is out um and we keep like putting more and more restrictions um and you and you might be thinking like oh man I just I you know I trusted God when when they took out four weeks of school but now they're asking us to like you know, they're closing down restaurants. They're asking us to be, meet in groups of 10 or less. Um, you're not necessarily going to receive the consolation that you would hope uh, so soon. Uh, and that's something that I think I, you know, that's the challenge of faith for me. Because um, I, I don't know, I don't necessarily, um, it doesn't affect me very directly but just like when all the restaurants closed down, I was like, man, there are so many people out of a job. Yeah. And like, I was just thinking about it like hypothetically, oh, how would I handle this if it affected me? If I was trying to like pay for rent and I had a job in the food services and they were closing everybody down, what would I do? Um, and honestly, like I couldn't really come up with an answer. Um, and that, that kind of scared me a little bit. I was like, I 
I'm so thankful for the position that I'm in where I'm living with my parents and and they both have uh, you know pretty stable jobs uh, and at least we have like a good amount of money saved up but I have no idea what I would do um, but I think the first thing that I should do would be to just trust in God and know that he's got my back and that somehow I'm going to make it out so yeah um, I think my favorite um, scripture having to do with trust is um, I guess specifically Matthew 27 but all the synopsis of just the crucifixion of Christ because if you listen to a lot of the commentaries and read a lot of the commentaries on it it they're very careful about how they never put that he lost faith that he did lose hope he did lose other things, but he never lost faith. And that's just, like, mind-blowing to me. I don't know. It's You think about it and you pray about it more and more. And I guess the closer you, you get to Christ and the more you feel his presence on a day-to-day basis, you kind of realize the magnitude of his crucifixion and the mocking and everything that he kind of went through. And you just kind of can't comprehend how he's just so giving of himself, even in those moments, you know? He's still, Father, why have you forsaken them, you know? Um, you know, like just always like asking them for them to trust in him and so like asking for hope and trust to come back. And so it's just an overwhelming experience. And I think um, that's probably one of the biggest things we can do right now is cling to the feet of Jesus and ask him to have mercy and trust in us. And of course, do our parts in every day, little day, day-to-day activities. Um, yeah, but just be very cautious of your elderlies. I guess scripture, that's like my big thing. Mm-hmm. You guys also gave some great examples. Um, do you guys have any favorite like quotes? Stuff like that. Pinterest. I uh, I found a quote from Padre Pio, um, who notoriously went through a lot of suffering uh, with the stigmata and spiritual warfare, um, and but he was always such a trusting person. And I'm actually, I know you can't see this, listeners, but I'm gonna show my socks off to Monse and Nacho. I got new socks from Socrates. Nice. Pio, and they have pray hope and don't worry. Pray is that right? It is right. Good for me. <laughs> pray hope and don't worry, which is pretty uh, relevant to today. Uh, so the quote is, <clears throat> and he said this on March 29th, 1914. Uh, you say you are anxious about the future, but don't you know that the Lord is with you always, and that our enemy has no power over one who has resolved to belong entirely to Jesus. Basically, it was like, hey, nothing matters if you are like with, with Christ. Nothing else matters. Just worry about today and how you're going to live for Jesus, and he'll take care of the rest. And I think that kind of goes with... Um, St. Paul said it in one of his letters, um, you know, where he says... <laughs> It's probably St. Paul. I don't know. I'm roughly quoting scripture when um, he basically says, um, you know, worry about today and tomorrow will worry about itself mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. God divided up time into days because that's what we can handle. Um, so yeah. I just thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Padre Pio was rad. Yeah, I really like that because, um, like, in the Our Father, it says, give us this day our daily bread. And because we're not, like, 
my brother said this from somewhere else and it's really deep it's and it was like you were not meant to live more than one day and we're living in three which is like the past the present and the future and like that's way too much so obviously you're going to be overwhelmed because like you said god divided up days into days right that's like that goes back to like the israelites when they got manna from heaven they would go out and collect it for the day yeah they couldn't collect more than what they needed or it would go go bad mm-hmm. and so we're just asking god to give us what we need for today and he'll he'll give it to us and yeah. we can't ask yeah. him more than we need so. yeah yeah and especially like times like this it can seem kind of like we're stuck in a like a loophole as students too because we wake up maybe do school maybe not <laughs> depends on how lazy we're feeling and then yeah and then maybe just continue binge watch something i don't know but you know like it can it it might start feeling like a loophole um and so yeah just to take it day by day instead of being like i'm not gonna be stuck like this forever um but yeah one of my favorite quotes from mother Teresa um is because i cannot rely on myself i rely on him 24 hours a day and it's just so lovely because we can do way greater things than we can ever imagine if we just realize that it's not up to us um, and that everything we do to lift it up to Jesus. But yeah, what about you, Nacho? I think before I get to my quote, I really liked what you said where it was just um, how it's easy for us right now as college students to use the coronavirus as an excuse not to still do what we were meant to do is mm-hmm. as right now our vocation is to be college students. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for us to just completely throw it out the window and blame the coronavirus. Right. As it is, professors are being super lenient with assignments and being very hardworking at what they're doing. And so I think it's so easy for us to think, oh, well, I can just keep on binging this and then I'll finish it later. And then the press will be understanding because of the coronavirus. But it's, uh, whereas like the ethics and that, where's the morality behind that? But I guess getting to my quote, it's by St. Augustine. Um, He says, trust the past to the mercy of God, the present to his love and the future to his providence. And... I think it's just basically self-explanatory. The past is completely gone. It's up to him now. He's going to take care of all that. The present, just love everyone in the present moment. Do as much as you can. And then future is completely up to his providence. It's completely up to his uh, will. Yeah. I think... Um, do you want to move on to the question? I guess this pertains to that last question, huh? Yeah. Um, Great. <laughs> I was going to move on, and I was like, ah, I guess we could just have it. Have They're going to know it. we're scripted now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're not scripted. We have rough questions that we go off of. Give and we all break. figure out the answers. Huh? We all figure out the answers about 15 minutes before. The we podcast. all figure out the answers. <laughs> Thomas wings it every time. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I guess the last closing thoughts um, for college students. How should college students trust during this time and how should they approach this time? Spiritually, we kind of touched on the work ethics a little bit, but mainly spiritually, I guess. Um... I guess that shows how much I trust it, you know, that I wing it. I trust in God with this podcast. Um, I think that, you know, there are some good examples out there already of people that are, you know, doing really positive things through this this tough time. Um, my dad was watching Jimmy Fallon last night. Jimmy Fallon's filming from his house, which is amazing. Like, he doesn't have to do that. No one's asking him to do that, but he's he's doing it because, you know, he knows that, um, a lot of people kind of, 
you know, derive joy and just a little bit of happiness and levity in their life from his show. Um, and so he and all of his guests who are coming on through like Skype or Zoom or whatever they use, they, you know, they're just doing this for the sake of, of the fans at this point. Um, and there are plenty of other things. I think I saw that Ren Collective was doing a live stream worship session um, on Facebook or something. And, uh, and that's so beautiful. And I know that I'm just talking about like loving things. Uh, and is, how does this pertain to trust, Thomas? Well, I'll tell you. We trust um, that we can you know, put some of our efforts to these loving things um, in the same way that Nacho says, like today we focus on loving and tomorrow we focus on, uh, we will trust God with tomorrow and we can worry about today. Um, so with all these quick changes and stuff like that, like my mom's watching the news all day waiting for something to change, um, I think an important aspect to look at is trust God with what's going on and uh, instead of spending your time worrying and being anxious, spend your time loving your neighbor at a socially, socially, you know, acceptable distance because, you know, we're all sick, whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, find ways that you can love people well and just kind of, uh, just like going back to last week, pour out your cup. Our cups are being very filled now that we're very alone and praying a lot. So with this time of eternal rest and retreat, You've got a lot, a lot to pour out. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just love people well. That's yeah. my advice. Yeah. I think my advice would be to honestly set up a schedule for yourself, for your day. Because even though you might be stuck at your house all day, um, I think it's important to set goals for yourself. Um, and just to have other things to do. So that you don't get stuck in despair or like lost sense of hope. And so yeah, just to love people well. Like if there's somebody like you could FaceTime, um, FaceTime them, like pray with people. Um, maybe start a Bible study on FaceTime. Um, I know that there's some kind of uh, like retreat thing going on, I think online. I don't know, Yvetta, I think, did Yvetta send it to you? Wow. Shout out to Yvetta. Maybe we can put the <laughs> link on there too. Um, and yeah, like even though it feels very temp, like it's like very, I don't know. It's just, like you could be lazy if you want, but we complain all the time as millennials. Like oh, I don't have time. Too busy. Too busy. Well, now's your time to not be too yeah. busy and do like, exactly what you feel. Exactly. Um, and yeah and honestly just to be considerate of others as well i saw my friend showed me this one thing it's like your it's like your abuelita can't go to mass right now um blah 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 like this can't happen and don't think like for a second that your grandparents or the older people in your life that love you that they would they would stay in your house like they would stay in their house um in order to not get you sick so you should be able to do the same thing for them um because, yeah, it goes down to just loving everybody, even if it means, like, having to sacrifice some things for your own life. But, yeah, that's what I have. Just make a schedule. I think that's an easy way to love people. 
mm-hmm. just hey what if you stay home exactly yeah. easy exactly yeah. um i guess my advice is i think a lot of campus ministries and youth groups and a bunch of church ministries are doing a really um i think a proactive job of trying to reach out to their parishioners and their community because they notice that everyone's kind of having mixed reactions they want to make sure everyone's still on the same um, wavelength and everyone's still on the same consensus of where they should be spiritually so find out what that is for you and if you absolutely do not have anything make something you know that can start off with just one friend and you guys just meet up over the phone and you just talk about how your week's going how you're doing spiritually that's also an option um, but just yeah don't be afraid to reach out especially to your family members everyone around um, call them make sure everyone's sane make sure everyone's okay and just reassure them through your actions and like Thomas said staying home um, staying in your wherever you're respectively living you know just staying there don't worry too much but of course be mindful of other people's mental states mm-hmm. and all that um yeah. but i guess um before we close out before thomas close out um just a kind of going forth message uh, depending on like i said we're living kind of day to day with our schedules and so whether or not what happens um, if we're asked to stay home if we're asked to just keep on going about our daily lives or we're somehow miraculously um, everyone's saved and everyone's good and we all go back to our normal lives. Um, I'm not sure when the next podcast will come out. This one will come out on Sunday, uh, which is the day you hopefully listened to it or a couple days ago. But um, we're going to do our best to get the podcast out to you guys. But if not, um, at least you guys kind of know a reason why. So we're going to do our best to put out content. But Yeah, we got to figure it out. We're going yeah. to probably DM uh, Catching Foxes, guys, because I think they do it remotely. So we'll figure it out. Uh, my last piece of advice uh, go to confession if you can. Yeah. You might not be able to in a long time, so it's worth it. Go to confession and then don't sin at all. That's that's my real advice for any time. If you're listening to this when COVID-19 is not going on at all, go to confession and don't sin. That's my advice. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys all for tuning in. Um, continue to trust in the Lord in these rough times. Love people well. Um, and love yourself well, you know? Be healthy. Like... I demand it. I demand you to be healthy. Uh, next week, we might be talking. That's it. That's all, That's all we're going to say about that. So thanks for listening. God bless. Have a great week.